Before I get to my next guest, Debbie O'Connell, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Shrixon Cleveland Golf. Your best performance starts with the right golf ball at Shrixon. A global leader in golf ball technology and innovation, Shrixon offers a wide variety of award-winning golf balls for golfers of every skill level. Whether you're searching for a tour performance golf ball or a distance golf ball with incredible feel, Shrixon provides the best golf balls at incredible prices. Shrixon offers a wide variety of personalized options while also developing a highly visible colored golf ball as well. Select the right golf ball for your game today and trust it with Shrixon. Check them out online at Shrixon.com. S-R-I-X-O-N.com. Find the right golf ball for your game today. I also want to remind you about our friends over at Sun Mountain. There's a company nestled in the Valley of Missoula, Montana, that embodies the essence of quality, function, and innovation, and that's Sun Mountain, which started building golf bags back in 1981. They are an industry leader in golf bags, travel covers, outerwear, and push carts. With flagship products that you've come to know, like the C-130 cart bag, the 2.5 ultralight stand bag, the club glider travel cover, the speed cart, and Rainflex rain gear. Sun Mountain continues its quest to provide the very best in golf products to every range of golfer. Visit them online at sunmountaingolf.com to look at their amazing product. Okay, now next on the tee with me and making her 11th appearance on the show is not only one of my all-time favorite guests, but just one of my all-time favorite people anywhere, and that's Debbie O'Connell. Let me remind you about Debbie's background. She is an LPGA Class A teaching and club professional. In 2002, she was named the LPGA National Professional of the Year and the LPGA Southeast Section Professional of the Year as well. In 2004, her high school alma mater, Ridgeway High, up in New Jersey, inducted her into their Athletics Hall of Fame. In 2007, she won the inaugural Nancy Lopez Golf Achievement Award, which is given annually to the person who emulates the qualities valued by Nancy, which are leadership, passion, giving, and approachability. She is annually named one of the top 50 instructors by the LPGA, as well as Golf Digest for being one of the top 50 female teachers in America. In 2016, she was named the Northeast Section Teacher of the Year. She's also a media professional, having been featured in Ladies Links for Golf Magazine and on LPGA.com. She hosted her own show, the Debbie O'Connell Radio Show, for a decade, and the Par for the Course TV show as well. She is the founder of Golf Positive. She's written a book titled Golf Positive, Live Positive, Lessons in Golf and Life. And I'm very excited she is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Debbie, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic and so excited, Chris, to be here with you. You are amazing, and it's truly an honor and a privilege. I can't believe 11th time? Yeah, 11 times. You kidding me? How lucky am I? How lucky am I? This is phenomenal. (laughs) Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. Absolutely. So it's been a a minute since I got to have you as part of the show, Debbie. So catch us up. What's been going on with you so far on 22? Well, I have been going deep on my mindset work. You know, that's always been a passion for me. And, you know, obviously by the name of my book and company with the Golf Positive and Live Positive, how to help people be in a better state. And and I'm really niching down into actual, like, flow state in golf, like how to get my students and how to teach like the possibility of getting in flow state, the actions it takes. So I've really, I am now master certified in neurolinguistic programming. 
which is basically neuro is the mind and linguistic is language. So the language of your mind and timeline therapy and uh, master practitioner in, in both and hypnotherapy, which has been so interesting. And I've been working on golf meditation. So uh, all of that has been exciting. I run, I do programs and I'm back to in corporate golf outings, which I'm very excited about. I love the corporate outings. And then I, I get to share this uh, information in the speaking engagement. So a lot's going on. Everything is wonderful uh, as far as the golf positive arena and my clients. And, the, and, and it's just, I love it. I love being with people again in person and working with people. So I'm just, I'm just thrilled. And here we are on the number two uh, podcast out there, soon to be number one. <laughs> so you said a couple of things that I want to dive into further. So you mentioned flow state. Talk about what that is. You know what? Most everyone has experienced it in their life and or sports, sporting events or golf game. And it's one of those moments when you are so absorbed in the moment, the outcome doesn't matter at all. And your mind and consciously is completely quiet. The unconscious mind takes over. And it's when you hit that shot and you're not really sure what happened. And it was the most perfect, beautiful shot you've hit. So Tiger Woods basically explained this flow state in an interview years ago when he said, you know, some of the biggest shots of my career, the most pressure packed, the most challenging, have been an interesting concept for me in that I basically blacked out. And in, in, in what he was saying, he doesn't remember it. So he said, I remember pulling the club out of my bag. And I remember watching the ball land, but I really don't remember what happened in between. So his conscious mind like completely shut down and his unconscious mind fully took over. And he uh, basically in that situation, you allow your body to be at its best, whichever. However, obviously, we know Tiger trained it to even be the best and his conscious mind just shut off so he could he could do it. So that's. Like flow state. You ever hear a baseball pitcher say, I mean, a batter say, the ball came at me so slowly. I could, it was easy for me to see it. A tennis player, it was like this huge ball coming over. Or golfers, the hole was huge today. The fairways were wider. That's a type of flow state because it also changes your perspe- perception of what you're seeing. And Debbie, I'm assuming a lot of this is a part of a wonderful program that you have called Keys to a Champion Mindset. Talk about that program and how our limiting beliefs can keep us from rising up to our full potential. Yeah, I'd say that one of the best ways to describe this is to explain that I had a client one time come to me who was just a high-level, low-hit, single-digit female amateur golfer. And she came to me and said, I feel like I'm not reaching my full potential. I'm close, but I'm not there. And we dug in to her thoughts and her emotions and her beliefs. And what we found in her story was, you know, she said, when I'm by myself, I am so relaxed. I play great. I celebrate my birdies and, and I get excited. I'm just in the moment when I'm out on the golf course. When I'm with others, I'm kind of worried about what they're thinking. And, and, you know, if I get a birdie, I get almost embarrassed. Like I hope they didn't notice that it was a birdie. So what we found out was when she, where she grew up, 
in that area, it was not a good thing to stand out. If you stood out, you, it was, you were deemed as like being cocky or you were disrespected because you were, you stood out from everybody. And so she developed this belief that it was bad to stand out. And here she is, single digit female golfer, which there aren't many. So when she would enter her tournament, she would definitely stand out. And then she'd go out and play well, which make her more of a standout. And then if she won, that would be even a bigger standout. So unconsciously, she had a belief that if she stood out, she wouldn't be liked or valued or loved or appreciated, right? And, wow. and those are basic human needs that we, we desire. So when we helped her reframe that and release that old belief, she, I'll never forget the, the email I got. She said, she wrote me, she said, Debbie, can you tell I'm like a kid on Christmas Day? She said, <laughs> I went out and I was just so in the moment. I was relaxed. I felt like my authentic self. I celebrated my birdies. I was resilient if the ball didn't go where I wanted, like when without the doubt and beating herself up at all, she would just be resilient and, and ready for the next shot. So those unconscious beliefs, I coached uh, professionals who played golf when they were juniors, when they were kids. And as a kid, their their whole value and worth was about how well they played golf. And there was a lot of pressure on them to play well. You know, kids, kids who, um, or adults today, who when they were a kid, they had a parent maybe who would watch them play any sport. You know, I had one whose dad would watch her play basketball and then afterwards criticize everything she did wrong. So as a kid, you develop this belief that says I have to be perfect and I have to win or I disappoint my parents. And if I dis- continually disappoint them, they're going to love me. They're going to be that like I, you know, I'm not good enough. Like many have this this belief they're not good enough. So imagine the pressure of golf alone is a challenging game. And then you're also trying to prove you're valued and worthy on top of it. And you're trying to be perfect because that's how as a kid, and these are beliefs that we develop as a kid. That's what you, as a kid you felt. It wasn't maybe necessarily true. I mean, you know, the parent meant, you know, you're that good. I want you to notice these things because I believe in you and I value you and I want you to be the best you can be. But as a kid, we think I'm not good enough and I'm disappointing my parents. So, so we dig deep into that and release it. And then, then the professional goes out and they're so much more relaxed when they play. And there's, they're just playing the game now rather than the unconscious. And they don't even re- realize this till we get into the coaching. So the unconscious has these beliefs. And that's what we dive into in the five days. We figure out what's going on that's getting in the way of you playing your best golf. And we find that what we call a root cause of the presenting problem, which is I fall apart at the end of my round. Or anytime I have a chance to win a tournament, I fall apart. You know, something comes up that gets in the way. It's really fascinating, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> fascinating. And it's just like flow state, right? We want to be in the moment, not worry about the outcome of the shot. And if you're, if the outcome of the shot is equal to my value and worth, you know, it's hard to let go of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm still trying to prove myself, or that's me proving myself. Many Olympic athletes have gone through this. Their whole life, they're just proving themselves, proving themselves, proving themselves. And all their identity came from being an Olympic athlete or great in their sport their whole life. And then when that goes away, they have a real challenge in their identity. Michael Phelps still has a, says he has a struggle each day, you know, mentally. 
because yeah. his whole life and value was that. And that's the importance of teaching kids that they're, they're valuable for trying and giving their best effort. They're valuable because they wake up in the morning and, and they're a, a wonderful human being who deser- is deserving of being loved and appreciated. And when you can teach it, so those of you who have kids, make sure you applaud their effort. Make sure you get excited for them just being a person and smiling and having fun and not just the rewards of great performance. Debbie, you mentioned cause and effect a moment ago. And many of us, after a round, when we're looking at our scorecards, the first thing we gravitate to are the bad things, the bad holes. If I hadn't a three-putted on 12 or if I didn't hit it in the water on 15, talk about the inner critic and the cause and effect concept. I tell you what, go to the 19th hole of any golf course and hang out and listen to the conversations because what you just described is what the conversations are all about. That inner critic, we have these voices in our head and, and, and the one that we rarely hear unless we've invited it to be our loudest voice is that intuition, which is all knowing and gives you the right answer. The one that gives you the feeling, oh, I need a different club because maybe you didn't notice the wind came up and, and you had an eight in your hand and you're, something tells you you need the seven. And then how many of us go, nah, just hit it anyway. This is the right club. I did the yardage. And you're standing in, in the what we call play box already, boom, and we swing and, we're, and then we're short. We're like, ah, oh, you know what? Something told me I needed the seven. Well, that's intuition. Unfortunately, with many people, that inner critic becomes the loudest voice. And, and throughout the round even, and then afterwards. And that too is, 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 sets us up for where we're focused. The inner critic is always looking for what's wrong. You know, our brain itself is set up to look for what can hurt us. The brain's job is to protect us. So it's looking out for what can hurt us. And anything that's negative, it's going to see first unless you retrain that. And that inner critic then, get you focused on that and you start believing and focusing on all the bad shots. And if you get on a hole that you have every time hit it out of bounds right or seemingly every time, you go up there and you're going to focus on that out of bounds again because you've beat yourself up. Because here's the thing too, Chris, those of you out there who get emotionally negative after shots, I encourage you to interrupt that state because we have this part of our brain called the amygdala. And when you put emotion and and especially negative, it's 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 much stronger than positive. Put a negative emotion with an event, it's going to be connected neurologically. Like how many people remember, obviously, where they were 9-11? You know, you can remember like the moment you heard about it, where you were, probably almost what you were wearing and, and what you were thinking and feeling and the, in that moment. Why? Because it was a negative and it, it was it was highly emotional. And it was a major event that gets connected. Well, you're doing that to yourself after a poor golf shot. If you're like, oh, my gosh, and you're so emotionally negative and you're getting frustrated, you're connecting that emotion with that club or that hole or that tee shot you just hit or the shot that you just messed up in the bunker. And guess what happens the next time you step into that bunker if you did that to yourself? You're going to have all the negatives flood back because that's what you just neurologically connected with it. And that's what you'll remember the most. That's what gets imprinted in the memory. So watch out for that inner critic and start to focus on what you want instead. Because what you want 
is not to say, why do I keep three putting? I can't believe I can't keep slicing my driver. And, and why do I keep slicing it? You don't really want to know that. You want to know, how can I make two putts or less? How can I hit the ball down the middle? How can I feel calm and confident over this shot? You know, how can I hit that nice little draw? That's what you want to know, and that's what you want to focus on. I mean, I was playing a tournament one time, and I, I did had a couple three-putts, and but my thought was, oh, my gosh, why do I keep three-putting? And I, oh, wait, no, I don't care right now. I want to know how can I do make two-putts or less. And what you do is there's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. When you ask it a question, you activate it to look for the answer. So you want to ask positive leading questions. How can I improve my golf game? What do I need to do and learn to get better and improve? Love that. And Debbie, speaking of negative emotion, in one of your recent Tuesday talk videos that you post on your social media pages, which are fantastic, by the way, you talked about having a bias for action and not just any action, but doing something differently. Talk about that. Well, you know, when you, when you do something differently, you're going to stretch yourself. And having that bias for action and taking action is the key. So when you set a goal, when you decide you want to do something, you know, uh, Tony Robbins always says, never leave the site of setting a goal without taking some kind of action towards it. So then your brain says, oh, we're really doing this. She actually made that phone call or she actually went out for the walk or for the run or, or started lifting weights today. Right now, we just set this goal. I guess, I guess she means it. We're taking action. So action is a key that's going to take you to that next level. Action is going to set everything in motion me- mentally as well. And, and then it gets you focused on the goal. And having that bias towards the action is key. Um, and, and stretching yourself, stretch, seeing different things. You know, ask yourself in the morning, I wonder what something I'll notice today that I haven't even noticed before in my life. You know, actually look for positive, different things in your life. What's going to make me laugh today? Then it, that, that we're, we're telling our brain, look for something to make me laugh. And all of a sudden it's looking for it. Because it's so interesting, Chris, there are so many bits of information that come into our brain, like 11 million every moment, and all, we can only grab 137 one, or 134 bits of information. So how do we know which 134 to grab? Well, we tell our brain to focus. Kind of that example of if you bought a new car, say it was a blue car and it was an Audi. <laughs> that's the car I have. So obviously that's going to come to my mind. All right. So you have that. Soon as you buy that or lease it and you drive off the lot, it's like every car you see is that color or, or it's the Audi everywhere. Why? You just told your brain that's important to you. So when it drives by, it's actually going to notice it where before it didn't. And if you want to notice positive things about yourself and your golf game, start to look for them and it'll shift your, the, your whole life. Maybe let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about staying in the moment. You know, we can be out playing a great round of golf. Maybe we've had 16 really good holes. We're on pace to shoot our lowest score ever, break 90, break 80, whatever it is. And then one of our buddies says, yeah, you know what? If you par these last two holes, you're going to break 80. And the next thing you know, we make a double bogey and, and, uh, and we've blown it. Talk about how can we stay in the moment it, whether we're playing, you know, ourselves or whatnot, 
or when somebody breaks that by telling us we're about to do something great? Great question. It happens so often, doesn't it? Even after the front nine, oh my gosh, you shot this after the front. You're like, I didn't want to know my score. <laughs> Whatever it is. So first thing first, first thing first, don't blame the other person. Don't say, oh my God, I had it. Why did you say that? Like, don't shift it to getting mad at that because it's how you react. That's the key. You know, there was, it, it, there's that great formula and, and who's ever listening, write this down. E, Plus R equals O. You have the event. The person says, holy cow, you're playing great today. Par, par, and you you break 80. That's the event. Plus R equals the outcome. So many go, oh, man, he said this to me, and then I blew it. So it's the event and goes to the outcome. Well, in between, there's the R, which is how you respond to it. How you respond to it. So that's recognizing that it's not that person's fault that they just said that or nothing bad might not happen. You could say, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Thank you. And then we get back in and now you have to control it. Now it's present moment, one shot at a time. So I can recall when I was coming down the stretch of a tournament and um, I was shooting my best round and I started feeling my heartbeat um, probably on 16, because I knew I was playing my best round. And I just kept saying, stay in the present moment, one shot at a time. Because historically, what I would do out there, I would picture the phone call with my mom and saying, Mom, I shot blank, blank, blank. And I'm going to that moment. I, you have to reel that back. You have to reel it in. I had just read the book by Spencer Johnson called The Present. And it's not a golf book, but it's about being in the present moment. So literally reminding yourself to stay in the present. Remove yourself from the game for a moment too, meaning look around and get in gratitude. When you're in gratitude, you actually can't be stressed. Could your heart still be beating for the excitement? Sure, but but it wouldn't be a negative stress. So if you go to gratitude, wow, this is the position I want to be in. Billie Jean King said pressure is a privilege. And, and isn't that why we're practicing? Isn't that why right. you get frustrated on bad days? Because you want to be in this situation. So go to gratitude of one, hey, I'm just thankful to be out here. And, you know, look at that beautiful blue sky. Look, This golf course is beautiful. I can walk. I'm so grateful I can be out here and walk and see and hear and feel if you can do all those things. And, and that will help you. And then literally what I did coming down the stretch was I said one shot at a time, this moment, this shot. And, and control your, your conscious mind thoughts. And then remember, there's that think box area. Once you decide on your shot and you, the key there too, um, Chris, is to have a clear intention. Know what you want to do on the next shot. Be clear and make it simple. Very, very specific. Like, okay, this tee shot, I'm going to start it right there at that tree. I'm going to draw it into the center. Beautiful. See it, feel it, know it. Be very intentional because then your unconscious mind will support you. If you're not sure, if you don't pick a clear target of, of your intention, your unconscious mind's like, wait, what are we trying to do? So make sure you're clear. <laughs> you can remind yourself, stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. Like right here, whoop, reel it in. And then when you step into that play box, that, con on, that conscious mind's got to shut off. And you just go target something, you know, you know, anything. I mean, visualize the target, relax, look at that ball, get into that moment, 
and swing. And then, can, like, it's going to be work after someone says something like that. No, nope, stay in the moment, one shot at a time. Stay and talk to yourself. You know, don't just let your own thoughts run wild. Control them and put in the thoughts that you know are going to serve you. Debbie, before I let you go, let our listeners know, how can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing? Following you on your website and then over social media as well. Yeah, sure. Um, my website is debbie-oconnell.com. And you'll see on there, there's a free um, five-day challenge, Chris, on there. And it's just uh, each day you'll get a video. And it's about three minutes long. It gives you a little challenge, little teaching and a challenge for the day. And it'll help you to start to take charge of your mindset and your emotional state so you can create the life that you want. And that's the key. You get to create it. So that's my website. I'm on Instagram, uh, Debbie underscore O underscore Connell. And then just look for Debbie O'Connell or Golf Positive. I do a monthly show on my Golf Positive page. And uh, just I've had Annika on and, and Kathy Whitworth and I have Sandra Palmer coming up the first Tuesday of when, the first uh, Wednesday each month. So uh, I, I'm just thankful. Chris, congratulations for all you do. You are amazing. The research you put in, the work you do beforehand is always evident, and, and the questions you ask are fabulous. And thank you for what you do. It's entertaining. And, I, I, I mean, I love it. I learn so much each time I'm listening as well. So thank you. Appreciate that very much, Debbie. You're the best, my friend. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back for an 11th time. I'm already looking forward to number 12. I hope it's not too long from now. I am too, Chris. Thank you so much. Take care, Debbie. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. Okay. That is the great Debbie O'Connell. Get in gratitude. There you go. That's a great way to kind of, if you're in the moment and you're stressed and things are uh, you know, a little hairy, you need, you need a little something, go over to gratitude. I love that idea. And then the E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome. Love those things. So I'll be carrying those with me. And I just, the mindset piece, right? Golf positive. That's what you're going to get from Debbie O'Connor. You're going to get a positive mindset. And then when you go over to, whether it's her, her website or you, you go over to her social media pages, and I highly recommend you do it. The things that you're going to get from Debbie on a daily basis is positivity. Everything she does is with a positive mindset and it's going to put you in the right frame of mind. She does a lot of stuff at the beginning of the day. So if you go over there and you're watching the things she does, she's going to get your day started off on the positive note and it's just going to grow and get better from there. And those pieces of advice are something I'm going to carry over to the golf course. Look forward to catching up with Debbie again soon.